two, one, let's go. Hi, I'm Abe. I'm Josh. I'm Anas. And this is the Chalk My Bag podcast. All right, so in today's episode, we're going to cover the upcoming Europa meet, which is going to be in June. But before that, we're going to give a quick training summary recap of the three of us. Let's go. All right, sick, sick, dude. So, Abe, how's your training been going? I hurt my shoulder because I tried to bench. Oh, sorry. I just got a little excited. (laughs) Uh, No, training is is good. It's all right. Uh, My shoulder hurts a little bit, I guess. But I was trying to, yeah, a little bit. I was trying to match what Josh had hit a couple weeks back, which was 315 for a double. And you know what they say, uh, ego lifting is how you get strong. So, is that that written in your program? I think Anas sent that to me once. Um, (laughs) No, I I found a stone tablet once when I was at Metro, and it was etched in that stone tablet. So, ego lifting, nice. No, but I I did, I tweaked my shoulder just a little bit. Um, I'm fine, but I did feel what was like a sharp pain in my left shoulder when I was doing any sort of pressing movement. So like bench or shoulder press. And, you know, I didn't feel it then. Like I felt good. It felt, the set felt bad. I should clarify that. I didn't, I didn't do the double. I only hit a single two times (laughs) because that's the equivalent. I was channeling my 500 pound deadlift days, but it was, it was a bad set. Afterwards, I, I, I didn't feel injured. Until I woke up a few days later and well, I didn't wake up a few days later. Like I woke up normally before then as well, but I had woken up the couple days later and then it uh, was, it was really nagging. And so it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, Okay. Well, that's good that you're, you're feeling better. (laughs) Well, I didn't say I was feeling better. I just said it's fine. Somewhat. Yeah. (laughs) You're fine now. (laughs) Uh, this past week, I finally PR'd my squat, increased it by five pounds. So doesn't seem like much, but hey, don't say that. Don't say that about yourself, Doug. Five pounds is a lot. Five pounds is a lot. It's taken me two years to finally PR my squat. It's just uh, it's a lift that I haven't really caught any momentum, but finally caught some momentum these past couple blocks. I'm going to have to look back and analyze those to see what I did right to kind of push it towards PR territory. What did you hit on your squat? 460. The best was 455. Now it's 460. See, like I haven't squatted anything over 400 in in like a year. So when I hear that, I'm just like, that's crazy. That's that's absolutely insane. So it's not it's it's not bad. It's respectable. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, compared to, like, elite lifters, it's not. But I think for a majority of people, 460 is a pretty insane number to hit. Uh, did you hit that at the gym, or did you hit it at your home at your house? Yeah, home gym. You hit that at your house? Yeah, in the home gym. The weird part was, like, it was just, like, a off... Like, it was supposed to be an active off day. But um, I started warming up, and I, I got to 405, and just felt felt nice didn't feel too heavy 
So you don't really get many days like that in training. So I took advantage of it. And um, <laughs> So that wasn't a planned PR? It was not a planned PR, yeah. It was kind of nice. Kind of nice, kind of last mid-block training PR. And then um, bench has been going pretty well. So increase the baseline from 275 up to 290. So most days I can usually come in and hit that for a pretty, a relatively easy single and not feel too bad. Uh, and deadlift has been uh, not too bad. Another five pound PR on my um, best set of four. So best set of four was a uh, 535 increased it to <laughs> I got to say was not still there I just I'm worried about him <laughs> I'm here he's he's there yeah he's just oh, quiet as my bad I didn't, I didn't read the chat my bad <laughs> <laughs> I got worried I was like you didn't have to interrupt <laughs> your boy like that come on I'm sorry man I'm, I'm sorry. sorry I just I'm just I was worried so, okay for those of them tuning in, we had some technical difficulties and a ghost came and swept our past podcast. And we don't, way. it just destroyed everything. They got a NOS. <laughs> and then they got a NOS. The ghost got a NOS. C- can you, can but... you hear the ghost now? <laughs> there he is. There he is. No, hey, hey. Welcome, What's Ghost. Up? What do you why'd you take our old podcast that we just recorded and had a lot of fun recording about? We, we lost we lost our RV's sponsorship. Oh <laughs> okay. Let's just okay here. Let's just be real for a second, guys. Let's training update. All right. I hurt my shoulder. Josh is hitting PRs. I don't know what announce is. Announce you're three and a half weeks out. He's, okay, cool. He's, yeah. Oh my gosh. He's, he's made up me. He's got a meet coming up. Our boy. What is it? It's actually the Texas competing. Classic Raw Iron uh, Spectacular Classic or whatever. It's, it's the Anas Home Gym Invitational. Concrete plates included. <laughs> it's called Texas Strength Classic. I, I think gosh. I think the ghost is is Buddy's ghost because like that ghost was over my butt the whole time trying to. That was embarrassing. Hovering around your butt. He was in Is the background the... just trying to eat my <laughs> <laughs> Did you get tingles? What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm sitting down and he's still trying to eat my ass. I don't know how. <laughs> Bro, what kind of detergent are you using for your underwear? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know man. <laughs> just... The set felt terrible, but it felt good about it, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, like the set. No, but you understand what I mean when I say that. They're like, the set felt bad. Like, I didn't get not only the amount of reps that I was going to get, but like the weight came off real. It came off my chest real weird. Like, I knew I was going to get injured, but I still did it. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> sounds like excuses. Have you all ever did that before where you know you're going to get injured, but you're just like, well, I'm already halfway up. What am I going to do? Stop? Yeah, you're not a quitter, are you? Yeah, you're not a you. You pulled oh, out five hundred. You know me better than that. You I mean, I got to the point where I said, "I told Josh I was gonna get a double. I didn't get a double, so I got at least get a single." You overcommitted. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, that's my problem. I, I believed in myself too much. But 
you know what joke is always the funniest is when people say i'll be your meat handler and they mean like m-e-a-t lol that's so funny that's that's not funny at all actually that's 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 the least funny joke i'll handle your meat am i right please don't yeah yeah. i'd rather not can you please edit that out (laughs) no meat handling from me please remember when planking was uh was a trend (gasps) yeah that was like a year or two ago that was like when bottle flipping was cool too no that was older (laughs) (laughs) and i was like no that was all the time that was like when when was that it was like like 2013 uh planking i think it was like yeah maybe it was early early teen <laughs> i never stopped <laughs> abe, still, abe, abe still does it on his toilet <laughs> look man that's how you got it when you eat arby's you have to get in a planking position on your toilet because that helps with the digestion and you just want you want to be close just in case see yeah, whenever whenever you said plank on your toilet that's like that's what came to mind I, didn't, I never said plank. I said lay down. Just lay down. Yeah. Lay down on the truck. I, I just do imagined you, you. I just imagined. Do you say? Uh-huh. Do you say close the lights or turn off the lights? Turn, turn off. off. Turn off. Yeah. Oh, I say close the lights. That, You're weird. Okay. I this is me at night. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, hey babe, close the light. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, may, maybe you tr- are. Are you trying to combine close the door? And turn off the lights in like in one in one sense. No, I say turn off the door. Turn off the door. Okay. Turn off the door. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. And that, because so, yeah. of me, everyone's getting strong except for me. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. Anas is gonna hit a juicy PR total mm-hmm. at this upcoming meet. But I, I I really want to touch on what's important here is the fact that in that recording that was lost. It was observed and it was identified. I, I I think that the I think what really happened is Anas deleted the tapes because he said on recording that he doesn't like Arby's or Jack in the Box. Okay, okay. First of all, yes. those are those are places you go to when you're down bad. Okay, and uh, <laughs> this again, this again, again. Uh, just because yes. we have a podcast doesn't mean we're living the life of luxury. We can let me let me just say what I said before. You're going to Arby's, you're going to Jack, you're going to Jack and Box for the two for one tacos. Two tacos for a dollar. I don't care if those tacos were from somebody else's plate and then they didn't eat them, so they brought them back and heated them up and gave them to me. That's a cheap price. Okay. I'm I'm going to Taco Bell or not Taco Bell. I guess I'll go to Taco <laughs> Bell too. I'm going to Arby's quickly, bringing it back home so no one sees me. I'm going to Jack in a Box, and I'm getting tacos. I'm not getting a burger. I don't care that they sell burgers. I didn't even know they sold burgers for the first few years. Okay. I thought they just sold tacos. About, about Jack in the Box? I've, I've never been, actually. So, um... Oh, God! <laughs> what, about, what about our views? But I'm going today. I'm, 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 oh, I'm going go really? today. Oh, so nice, nice. Here's nice. your chance. What are you going to get? Yeah, tell, get him, a, tell him what he should get. I get thirty-five tacos for it. Oh, my, yes. <laughs> okay, you go to Jack in a Box, you get more tacos than you could possibly eat. That way, what, you feel like you got a value. Tacos. Tell him what's in the oh. tacos. <laughs> oh, okay. You go to a Jack in a Box taco. I feel like I have to lay it all out because people are going to be surprised. Because you hear taco, you think tortilla, 
meat. Get that out of your head, okay? Jack-in-a-box taco is essentially a fried uh, ravioli. So the in, the filling, it, it feels like meat, but it's, it's not, not quite. It's like a crumbled soy mixture with cheese and lettuce, surprisingly. And then they take all of that and then they, they, they fry it. They deep fry it. They do that for you. And, and, and then you bite into it and the grease kind of shoots in your mouth. And, and and you get a little bit of the contrasting texture because, like, the tortilla is just crunchy. At, at this point, it's a tortilla chip. Yeah. It's crunchy and soggy at the same time in all the right ways. And it's and most importantly, and I cannot stress this enough, it's 50 cents for one taco. Come on, come on dog. Come 50 on. cents? Come on. All right. Okay. Well. And, and this podcast is brought to you by Arby's. We have the meats. <laughs> oh you want you want to get sponsored by Arby's or Jack in the Box? Yeah, I gotta pick one. Or Camel. <laughs> what did we say in the last one? Don't do drugs. Don't, do, don't drugs. do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs. No, do drugs if Camel's gonna sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> don't do oh. drugs unless they're unless, Camel cigarettes. Unless they're tastiest cigarettes around. One hundred percent do them. Smoke but, a camel cigarette, eat an Arby's, Jack in the Box taco at the same time. That sounds like peak health right there. That's high. That's high. This is a health podcast, by the way. Okay. So, so back. To, okay. So we're talking about meats and we're yeah. also talking about meats. So, Anas, your meat is coming up in three and a half weeks. But I have it on good authority that there's also another meat, June 18th, that you are preparing uh is it 50 lifters for uh, about 69 lifters uh i mean 11 11 lifters. 420.69 lifters yeah there we go yeah 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 i don't he's, get that reference he's just uh he's coaching everybody no uh yeah i think i have 11 so far 11 lifters okay 11 lifters and those do. are those are people you you coach who just kind of decided to do this meet in dallas right yeah i mean i think since um they did the meet in Waco last December. I think like it was like five of them, and they enjoyed it. Enjoyed it, so they all want to do a meet together again. And this time, there's more people who want to do do a meet with them. Yeah, that must be a lot of pressure to have eleven lifters for one meet all on the same day. Uh, I don't know if this. I don't know if it's broken up into two sections depending on weight class. Light light lifters one day, heavy lifters one day, or even if it's on the same day. Yeah, I think two they're, doing it, they're doing it all on the same day. Are are all your lifters on track to PR their totals? Honestly, like the um, the block they ran right after their meet in December went went super well for at least for most of them. Um, I mean, they came back from uh, the Waco meet and like the block right after, which was wasn't supposed to be. Um, like anything serious it was more of just a transition into training but it went it went super well for most of them and like they they hit big prs so i mean it kind of got them excited yeah yeah so yeah i'm thinking like it, it seems that training is going really well for for all of them how are you going to be in so many different places at once um actually i think it's uh it's over two days but it's going to be 
like Friday evening, Friday night, and the the second, uh, like the rest of the sessions are going to be on Saturday. Oh, but usually, okay. But, but usually they they split it into two, three, four sessions. Uh, so I mean, at least that's how they've been doing it since of since they had COVID and everything. They try to limit lifters per session. Yeah. Wait, well, yeah, can we also last... just acknowledge how weird it is to have such a big meet when other um, and I'm not talking about Arby's, but to have such a big meet going on when some states are still shut down. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, I, I, it just kind of hit me that other states are barely even able to go to the gym. How are you going to manage that? Okay, well, I mean, the most lifters I've handled in a meet was 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 last December, and that was five. Uh, I mean, it wasn't actually it wasn't it wasn't as hard as I thought since I had some people helping. I think the most uh, like the most stressful part would be juggling um handling uh, i mean what is it called warming up people then picking attempts for lifters when they're going at the same time uh, but if i have people helping me out uh, with warm-ups i don't think it will be that difficult okay so what's um i guess what is like your strategy or your mindset like going into this meet for your lifters do you have some kind of game plan that you want to try oh yeah for sure i think the last meet went pretty well so i'll probably follow something similar um, as far as programming and attempt selection so before any meet i mean you know like you go through your beacon block you get your last heavy singles whatever one two weeks out then based off that you you have to um base your attempt selection off that so after all that is done, I have my planned third attempts for my lifters. I would uh, I would make their attempt selection sheets, and with attempt selection sheets, like I have everything from what warm ups are gonna do, like exact warm up weights, and I have the openers, second thirds, and I have like ranges for each one. So once I have my attempt selection sheets ready. Um, I usually just go over just like mentally, like what, what the plan is, like how, um, how many lifters I have per session, who's going yeah. at the same time. And, um, yeah, so like I can, I can plan out where I'm going to be at each time. So I don't have to kind of be surprised by, oh, I have to have this guy warm, uh, have this guy warm up while, Another guy is on the platform, so I kind of have to look at their sessions, where each lifter is. If if the if the meet isn't if the meet is like two three sessions, and which lifters are lifting together, which ones are going to be warming up while those lifters are going. So I have to kind of know if I need help or not. How do you juggle so many? So you have a lot of things planned out, but. Do you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sure that there are things that you can't account for. So like you just said, if someone's going up and, and someone still has to warm up uh, because of their, you know, different weights, you know, that if, if a lighter lifter is going before uh, a heavier lifter even has a time to warm up, how do you, how do you structure your time? And do you have certain lifters that require uh, a little bit more handholding? 
than others, some people that need you to be there. With, with juggling, uh, kind of lifters going at the same time or someone having to warm up while other one is going, that's when I probably need, I need some help. So if I have, I think if I have only have one person helping me, so like it will be one guy helping with the warmups and I'll be on the platform picking attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't be too bad. And as far okay. as like holding hands, I think, um, uh, discussing it before, before the meet, um, or at least understanding my lifters. Cause I, can, I know some lifters are more neurotic and, um, mm-hmm. like who need a little bit more hand holding. Uh, yeah. but overall, do you have any lifters that this is their first meet? No, I have a couple that they're doing that. That's their first USAPL meet. Oh, okay. So first time kind of transitioning from like another powerlifting federation to the USAPL. Yeah. I think that we're doing, uh, USPA, maybe, which isn't that much different. Like this, it's just different bars and it's, it's not, it's not like a major change. Yeah. Uh, also with the USPA, they did 24 hour weigh-ins versus we do two hour weigh-ins in the USAPL. Right. Do you have any lifters? So you said we speak for yourself, dog. Oh. I'm a, I'm unaffiliated. Yeah, you're a, you're a backyard lifter. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. There's no weight classes in the jungle. There aren't. And uh, where was I going with that? Do you have any lifters uh, cutting weight for this meet? Uh, cutting weight. I think I might have one cutting weight. Um, I mean, actually, I'm not entirely sure. Because like I mean, we still have four months. Like they still have four months for them to gain weight. So um, hopefully they don't get too too heavy. Yeah, but I think most of them are under the weight class and like within at least like a pound or two, which isn't isn't bad. With juggling that many lifters, do you sometimes get their attempts like mixed up, or do you have it all like pretty much laid out like from first to second? Like if something looks more difficult than you anticipated, like can you adjust on the fly? Oh yeah, for sure. I have um, have the like a conservative and like a planned attempts. Like if everything goes according to plan, I have like an aggressive uh, like attempts as well. Yeah, I have to. I, just, I have to imagine that there's some level of standardization when it comes to attempt selection or warm up selection, especially if they're of similar body type, similar weight. I think the most, like the hardest part would be if I have a lifter prepping for his first meet, that would be a little bit more unpredictable because I don't have previous data to pull, to pull from because I don't really know how this guy responds to like a taper. How does he, like, how does he mm-hmm. peak? And if he does, if he gets anything from a peak, because I had, I have lifters who basically hit the same thing they would hit in the gym. Um, and I have lifters who like get like 50 pounds from a peak. So it's, um, I think after I get like the initial mm-hmm. meat experience, if I, if I, uh, once I prep them for one meat, like I have an idea of, of how, how they respond. And so when it comes to like the un, unforeseen circumstances or, or, um, when it comes to things that you can't plan for, like like how, like a meet day 
performer versus somebody who has the jitters or, or nerves or, you know, something that is related to how the meet is planned or, or, or how it's run. How, how much um, do you plan for what you can't plan for? So, I mean, we're talking about circumstances like, um, like the like take for example, maybe the, maybe the meet runs late or maybe one of your lifters has, you know, muscle cramps because of a, a weight loss, or maybe, maybe somebody just, uh, is having a, like a rough day. Yeah. It's like, or it's like mentally not. Maybe they it. had some Arby's the night before and they're not feeling <laughs> the hottest. Do you, are you going to take Arby's with you to the meet? Yeah. That's our, uh, rehydration food. Like that's how we're going <laughs> to take, take two bites of this Arby's and nothing else. And us, I had three. I mean, it has the sodium in it, right? It has uh, probably has a lot of stuff in it. But yeah, so how do you account for what you can't plan for stuff like that? Honestly, I got things that are like the most common. I mean, I've been to I don't know how many meets. So like I've I've seen um, like meets run early, meets run late, um, and like I've so you've kind of seen it all. So yeah, I've I've seen most of it at least. Um, some I don't think any of it is um, like super unpredictable. Uh, the main things are like whenever a meet kind of starts, whenever like if it starts a little bit too early or if it starts uh, if it starts too late, this actually makes it a little bit easier. It makes it mm. more uh, time to warm up. Yes, yeah, like it gives us more more leeway. But if it if it starts too early, that's when I have to kind of adjust warm ups. Like instead of taking five warm ups. I'll probably have to cut out one warm up or like cut out one or two warm ups and take bigger jumps than I than I plan for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Usually, meets uh, what I've seen, and you can tell me your opinion. Both of y'all, really, I've I have I could probably count on maybe two hands how many meets that I've been to or been a part of that have started at the specified time. I, I haven't seen meets start at the specified time. Yeah, I think the start time isn't uh, isn't a big issue, but the transition from sessions that's when it gets um, mm-hmm. a little weird because because um, like in the last meet uh, they had two sessions, right? And the first session starts at about the same time they they planned, but the second session it's um, it's a little bit harder to gauge because you don't know how long the first session is going to take. I mean, you can plan for like a three hour session, but at the end of the day, you don't really, you don't really know. You don't have any control over that. That's yeah. up to the, that's up to circumstances. And that's what I kind of mean. Like you have 11 lifters. Like I have to imagine that even though you have a lot of experience under your belt, that, uh, you know, there still leaves a lot of room for, uh, any little thing to pop up that could affect a lifters, uh, a, lift, a lifters performance. And I'm just curious, uh, do you, when you pick people to help you, do you, ha- do you look for people who have a similar level of experience, uh, that you do, or can you kind of, can you help anybody become a successful meat handler, uh, just by giving them a little bit of your knowledge? No, I think it, it does. Like, I'm not going to give my lifters to someone I don't trust. Uh, I usually don't let anyone pick attempts except for me. Cause like I've been, I've been putting work with these guys for, for months on end. I don't want them to underperform because someone I don't, I don't really trust picks like the wrong attempt or gives them a little bit too much 
Or, oh, heck yeah. So like, that's the one thing I never let anyone do just because, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't trust anyone besides myself to pick attempts for my lifters. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as warming up, I usually have everything set up. Um, and I think it doesn't take, it just takes a couple minutes of explaining to them. Okay. I want this warm up to be done whenever he's like 15 lifters out whenever, okay. whenever the, the flight before him is on their second attempts or when they're halfway through the second attempts, I want them to take this warm up, And then whenever the last one, I want it to be this far out. So it doesn't, and I have everything written down. So I don't think there is much to mess up. So, uh, I mean, if, if you've been lifting for like, whatever, if you've been lifting for like a year or so, you probably won't mess it up. Yeah, I think there's, like you said, you, you give them a good framework. And as long as they don't deviate from that framework too much, then it's really hard for someone to mess up uh, helping you being a meat handler. So if you guys want to help a NOSC meat handle, call us at the podcast, 800-642-ARBY. You're about to dock someone's number. <laughs> Dude, I just I just spelled Arby's. <laughs> But yeah, talking from experience, uh, helping Anas out with some of his lifters at his previous meets before, I can I can attest that Anas is really meticulous when it comes to like watching them perform on the platform and picking their attempts and being smart about what they can realistically hit that day. And he's he's pretty thorough when he comes to describing his athlete's warm-up plan in the back room. It's not too hard to get um, a hold of, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more daunting than you think, but, um, I mean, once a meet does start, I mean, it goes by quick, you know. So, you, you just, once you get in the rhythm and the groove of getting people warmed up and getting his lifters ready to when they should, um, lift, it's it's not too bad yeah i think the the like the biggest um like the most unpredictable part is like i said that's the transition from session to session so like i remember in, my, in the last meet that that was the only hiccup we had was whenever they transitioned from the first session to the second one because like once once the first session was, was over i would go around to kind of ask them like okay well what time is this session what time is the second session start and that most most people wouldn't know because like I had to go ask the judges they didn't know what time I had to go ask the people at the, like who, who take attempts they didn't they didn't know I had to go ask the meet like the meet uh, director they give me a time but then like the time comes and it's like they didn't start or or they kind of just like tell me oh well we're gonna start in ten minutes or well I don't like I need more than ten minutes to. Warm up. And that's when you lay down the business, right? Yeah. It's like, well, I need to know like ahead of time, like I need like half an hour leeway to kind of know because I, I can't warm up my lifters in 10 minutes. So I, yeah. I need to know, okay, is it going to start at nine? Like when, when is it like, you know what I mean? I need yeah. to know guys. Yeah. Cause yeah, like, I feel like they give you a guess sometimes they just try to get you like, they tell you a number that they just came up with to get you away from the, the desk to be like, yeah, yeah, it's 10 minutes. Just go. Yeah. Most of them don't really know um no and, no for and, some reason and whenever they they figure it out it's, it's like it's too late they just yeah. they just tell me oh we're starting in 10 minutes 
you kind of have to control like the flow of like your your mentality to translate to them so that you kind of don't you know let them down when stuff doesn't go the way you planned it's it's easy to just like get frustrated and get mad but yeah um you can't let your athletes kind of see that side of you because you're you're 100% there for them so you have to be able to kind of keep your composure and still try to do the best with whatever time constraint they give you right yeah i have two lifters so i'll be there uh, as well to help out anas with his 11 if he needs him um but i know that anas is he has a pretty good network of people and the powerlifting scene is not as huge as other uh, sports so you go to a meet and you see people you know and you and they oftentimes are there to watch or sometimes people just go as floaters to kind of help with handling as well so no one's ever truly by themselves. I, when I go to a meet, I never, I never feel like I'm 100% alone in any sort of capacity. So if I need to reach out to somebody, there's always somebody who's more than willing to help. You know, there's there's plenty of people that um, offer guidance, even if they don't know you, to kind of help guide you along. Yeah, plenty of people there to chalk your back. Am I right? Name of the podcast, guys. Wake up. We we have I mean I don't know how relevant this is to anybody else but I really don't care I want to talk about it because I want specifically Calvin to hear this segment of the podcast where we mention that Shout he's out coming Calvin. out of retirement yeah Calvin he is a professional anime poster drawer artist I guess you would call it he specializes he specializes in Attack on Titan posters okay a, yes he no he 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 hasn't competed in about eight years now and he's coming out of retirement for the europa june 18th get your tickets i don't even know if you need tickets i'm excited to see and put the test how much strength you can retain and even exceed by uh taking a few taking some time off and then coming back in and hitting a, con- a consistent period of training so i'm rooting for calvin uh, I hope he does great, and I really, I really want him to have uh, at least some PR in some capacity, because then that would be just a great story to tell. I mean, the PR for him is getting back on the platform and benching after not doing it for so long. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It'll be there on meet day. Yeah, it'll be there on meet day. I, I think he'll do really well. I mean, I'm the one coaching him, so he'll. I'm pretty sure he'll do. <laughs> Pretty sure he'll do really well. Yeah, he has no he's choice because you're his coach. He's oh, one yeah. of the he's one of the OG um, Anas athletes. It's cool though. I think because Europa is such a big um, the Europa is a really big expo. So that even if you're there and you get bored, you can just go to another another booth. I really don't know how it's going to be because of COVID though. Like honestly, there was there was one year. What were you with me, Abe? When they had they had midget wrestling. You remember that? Don't say midget wrestling, or else I can't put it in the podcast. That's what, that's what it was called. That's what don't they, say, that's what they marketed it as. Okay? okay, they marketed it as. <sighs> so Anas, what's the name of your training, uh, coaching platform called? Oh, shameless plug oh. coming. Here we what go. What is the name go. of your What's the name of your powerlifting uh, coaching oh, business? I think all my lifters are attached to the. Anas strength systems name. It's not. Which is uh, 
just not what I what I like to go by. So what is it? Tell them for the people. What do you like back. to go by, Anas? Uh, think we're gonna go by Ikigai. You think? Uh, yes. We are. We are. We are. We will. Ikigai. We will. I'm, this has nothing to do with Europa necessarily. If you if you think about it, it does because that's what's going to be represented at the Europa is is your coaching. But why Ikigai? Um, it's just. I mean, I don't know. It's just a catchy Japanese. I mean, that's it's. I honestly, I'm not really sure. I was looking looking through some some cool names and like that came up. I was like, yeah, hey, well, that looks pretty relevant. Yeah, for those that don't yeah, know, don't know, Ikigai is a Japanese concept that means a reason for being or purpose in life. There you go. That's, I mean, that's pretty tight. Yeah, I I I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it speaks to a lot of palaces. That's that's why Calvin too. Yeah. Calvin loves it. He Ikigai Athletics. Honestly, I was, to you. I was looking for something just to replace the the team's name, the team, you know. Yeah, A-S-S. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't say he, it. Don't say he who it. shall not be named. Disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> the, abbre- the abbreviation for Anas Strength Systems didn't really translate too well yeah. to a yeah. consumer market. Yeah, it was more no. of a meme. <laughs> Memes are fun. Memes are cool. fun. But when, yeah. Not, not when it comes to something I want to do. Uh, not for a business. Yeah. yeah not, you yeah. can't put that on a business card and say, hey, check out this. No, yeah. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Congrats on us. Congrats on us. I think you're going to have a great meet in three and a half weeks. And I think that Europa is going to be really wonderful for you and all of your lifters. Fruitful. Icky guys. No, I don't want to say that. There you go. That's, that's, uh... yeah. It'll be it'll be fruitful, and I think that Icky guy uh, is going to be a great powerlifting endeavor for you as well. I hope so. So, is there anything that we want to include in this episode that we um, had in the other recording that we need to add to this one? Oh, I just keep thinking of Arby's now. Honestly, man, that's what I'm thinking about too. I may go mix them up. <laughs> I think I have a Burger King coupon I'm going to go use. Oh, Burger King? You know what? Well, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> that's, just, that's disgusting. That, that's what I, I tried was... to eat at my first meet. I tried to eat Burger King between sessions at my first meet. I'm like, oh, I'll never, never do that again. Oh, bro, okay. I don't know. This is a whole nother. I don't know. I probably can't include it in this one. I remember for that yes, first meet. No, we're, we're this is not a. It. No. <laughs> this we're, is we're... the first. Okay, this is another rookie mistake, to be honest with you. So maybe, but rookie mistake part two. <laughs> right now, <laughs> there you go. Uh, my rookie mistake was eating Burger King for my first meet. Oh, we go. Call back to the pilot episode. <laughs> the um the one of the meets I brought so much food. <laughs> it was a, it was like a making up for the the first meet that I did where I didn't bring any food, and then the first USAPL meet that I did, I brought too much food and like I brought a whole box of cereal. I brought cinnamon rolls. I brought like McDonald's uh, pancakes, and I ate. And I brought like uh, trail mix, beef jerky, uh, two gallons of water, Gatorade. Oh my gosh! I thought that I was gonna starve. I thought I was gonna be there forever. And I ate maybe half the beef jerky, and that was it. And I got sick because I tried eating the cereal. You bought half the Walmart stock, dude. What the heck? Yeah, for real. It was all the munchies. And, and... also, we have an Instagram page now. We do. 
plug it. What's that Instagram page? It is Chalk My Back. That's C H A L K B A C K. Okay. No, no, I spelled it wrong. Oh, no. C H A L K M as in Mary Y. B as in boy A C K. That's at Chalk My Back. I can't believe we got that name. That's such a good name. At Chalk My Back on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram if you like the podcast. Oh, no, not if you like it. Give us a like. Yeah, if you don't like Uh, it, just follow us. Be on the lookout for the next podcast. We release every Tuesday. This should be it, right? That should be about it. I think we're done. That's done. Yeah, that's it. That's it. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Have a great week.